Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I am your host, Ed Cheney. Kimberly Rose. Thanks for joining us today. This is going to be an exciting show. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, Can I just I'm lead excited. it off with just one phrase? Go ahead. CBD tampons. <laughs> He's really stuck on this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been looking at products coming into the industry, and yeah. for some reason this really has uh, just, it's, it's got his attention. I did want to make the show entertaining today since it was a little less scientific science-based yeah uh and the topic of today's show is what's new in the in today's cbd supply chain mm-hmm. now in, in our in my definition of supply chain i meant starts with the growers moves over to the extractor and then finally to the manufacturer so that being the supply chain i thought wow what a great opportunity to say what's been innovated yeah and hey, any new market innovation is Oh, it's it's a marvelous thing to watch. It really is. It, yeah, I like the creativity. Yeah. Now, uh, we're going to give you some information on maybe not <laughs> things that might not really right. be what. And you always have to be a little bit cautious of taking too much CBD because it, it can give you a headache in some That's not forms. Today's show. Not yeah, today's but show. I'm just saying one of the one of the things I found that was one of their, um, and I think it's, well, I'll go ahead and say CBD and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think what it we could both be like, the caffeine. Jump, we both like jumping to the, uh, the end of the show. Don't I we? know. I know. It's always my, it's my thing. <laughs> my, my thing too. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Uh, we're just anxious to get the info out to them, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, so she's right. We have, we have an advantage because we can look into the industry yeah. after being in it for as long as we've been and spot whether something really is new, new innovation or if somebody's spinning on something that's already existing. Yeah, well, uh, listen, I'm always looking for fun but also helpful CBD products for my customers in the store. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hey, let's get this conversation rolling. Okay. I Roll started away. I started the uh, the task of the team to hey, let's find uh, innovative opportunities within the cannabis space by answering this question. Uh-huh. What is driving each of those segments in the supply chain? The the farmer, the extractor, and the manufacturer. What's what's driving each one of those? And it was that question that I, our, the, the question I posed to them, it, the answer I want to share with you now so that you felt what the theme of today's show will be. Mm-hmm. The driver for the grower, and this will make sense to everybody, to enhance what comes from the plant is an obvious driver. Right. Also, and, and what, what comes from the plant, including all the different cannab- cannabinoids, the other phytonutrients, like the one talked about uh, a lot recently, is, is uh, terpenes. 
Yes. But there's also other phytonutrients in there, as well as quality. So they're striving towards innovation and and what what is it? Uh, no pesticides or organics molds. or molds, right? So they're striving towards those things. Those are the things that are driving the farmer. And really, they've done some really cool stuff inside of a year. The, the, the cool thing about an industry like this is you have so many creative people in it, and their hands are not tied. They literally have the freedom to do so much, and they do it so quickly, and it's just so fun to watch. Anyway, moving on to the extractor, their drivers are custom profiles. You know, I want this much CBD, I want this much THC, and I want this much CBG, I want terpenes. Those are all profiles. Production efficiencies. So extractors are all about, I got to get this plant in my system and this extracted product out of it. How do I do it? Okay, so... Right now, it's very tech-heavy. Right. One, one question. So the extraction period is where you pull out all the different cannabinoids, however you want this much or that much. or It's not in the growing. It's Correct. not like they're not manipulating the plant to produce more CBG or CBN. The extractors or, are not part of the grow process. Right. I know, but... I, for those people that say, oh, I want a lot of CBN, that you're talking to the extractor, Correct. not the grower. Correct. He just gives the plant in whole form to the extractor, and then the extractor removes what it, okay. Correct. Okay. Uh, so you got product uh, production efficiencies, and then finally you have product integrity. Uh, the integrity, integrity would be things like we all get third-party testing on our end products because we're looking for pesticides um, uh, solvents. Solvents is one of the big things for an extractor. You yeah. know, they want to improve their product integrity, so they want to use fewer and fewer chemicals. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. That's your extractor, and then your manufacturer has drivers. Uh, they want new production, new product innovations. They want existing product presentation, and they want production efficiencies. So those are the three drivers for manufacturers. So yeah. when I when we peered into the market, we asked for those drivers, and then we came up with some results as a as a outcome of that. Okay. Let's start with grow farmers. Which, by the way, I'm very fond of farmers because yeah. I once was I grew up as a farmer, and you know I appreciate the effort to be able to produce a product that meets those drivers. I yeah. can really oh. appreciate that. You, you, you it's got to be a lot of work. Yeah, you have to be uh, uh, mindful of the environment. You have to be mindful of the soil. And then you have to, you have to battle weather and battle all kinds of things, right? Pests, so, all kinds oh of stuff, goodness, right? Oh, my goodness, yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of the things. I think one of the most obvious uh, innovations have been greenhouse. So bringing the plant indoors. Now, it only was brought indoors for the consumption uh, uh, by humans. So may that be CBD, may that be for recreational THC or uh, you know, medicinal uh, for pharmaceutical. Those versions of the hemp plant were brought indoors. And they were brought indoors so that they could have more control. Control, they, they call it this, repeatable plant grows under an environment that manages 
pest control and and oxygens and right all those things all the outside we, yeah that that are unpredictable unpredictable they right. bring the plant indoors and they can now predict it yeah all right so let me share some of the cool stuff i found okay and it, and the one of the one of the largest indoor grows is here in snowflake arizona oh wow 40 acres oh <laughs> where the heck is snowflake south Oh, okay. When I think of what 40 acres looks like, that's all. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. This is an indoor facility. There is another 500-square-foot facility in Carpinteria Valley that's near Los Angeles. And there's a 2.4 million-square-foot indoor facility in Ontario, Canada. I'm sure there are more since this report came out. Yeah. But I wanted to share, though, so some, I'll just say it. Big ass grow houses. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's a lot. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, when I grew up, I mean, hey, go back to you know, go back to the back forty and do some plowing today, and you had, you were out there like for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, how do you? Well, you probably can't. Pl well, you're probably not plowing hemp, but I can't. How do you? How do you take those plants and pull? I mean, an indoor environment. Oh well, then let me go to another. Innovation. So your segue into, and you're, you know, you mix up my list here, but let's go to another one. Vertical farms. Okay, so there a lot. So this is going to answer your question. So yeah. So remember, it's still indoor grow, but yeah. now they're going vertical. So the idea was more plants in a smaller footprint. Okay. All right. So go up instead of out. Yeah. And here's the cool thing. They're introducing robotics. Oh, wow. They're introducing robotics because the, the current vertical grow idea looks like this. It's a wall of plants yeah. that are inside an envelope, a completely closed, and they call it a gas-tight chamber because okay. they control everything. And because humans can't reach up there. They actually have robotic arms that go up there and grab the plant, bring it back down so that a human can work on it. Wow. So did that answer your question? Yeah, because <laughs> that's insane. There's Isn't so many now are they talking marijuana and hemp? You don't know. It I, doesn't matter. That's correct. I okay. do not know because uh, the farmers have rules for mixing those plants right. and I couldn't tell you what they what, if these were mixing or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My guess is much like all farmers. You're you, either one or the other. Or you have a small one. And, and, and a big and, one. But yeah. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Uh, so other things, cleaner cultivation practices. This has all been about the soil. So everybody's rushing to have better, uh, better outcome of the plant. Right. And uh, what did I say that driver was? Uh, quality. Uh, you know, quality from uh, from the standards of you know pesticides and and nutrients in the soil that will translate into the plant after it's grown. Well, that is a constant battle uh, for most farmers, and that is one of the great innovations that they are are doing is uh, cleaner cultivation practices. Now, I went to dive in to start talking about all the little individual pieces, and it's just too technical, so I didn't bring it up. Yeah, but there were some other cool things. How about this lighting? So apparently lighting has turned towards LED lighting. Mm -hmm. 
And because with LED lighting, they can tune it to a very specific light spectrum out, uh, broadcast. Yeah. And they can dial it in very specific to that region or that plant's need. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, honestly, I, it's cheaper too. I think if, if I was consuming a product, either marijuana or hemp, I would prefer it be grown indoors, I think. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. It, it has been the number one choice. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think when you go, when we talk about extraction, and you were kind of touching in on this, it's these methods that have led to the increase of potency. So you were asking, you know, I need more of this and more of that. Yes, yeah. it is the extractor's job to be able to perform that task. Get me more of this cannabinoid, less of this cannabinoid. But the farmer is still playing a very big role. And I used to be able to produce a plant that made 15% THC. Now I can produce a plant that makes 65%. THC yeah. after the extraction is done with it. Anyway, so uh, well, let's keep going. So apparently apps have taken on a new light. Apps have really done a great job in the, in the recent past of tracking seed to sale. Now, why has this become so important? Well, one is the poor farmer needs help here because this is a brand new industry. The farmer needs to learn how to be efficient enough to be able to make a living off of this product. Right. And isn't timing like very key very critical, in this plant? Right. Yes. So these apps are able to track seed all the way to sale and all the data that it's accumulating is helping in all kinds of processes. Oh, that's including great. Including starting with the farmer who goes, okay, I need to do this now and do this then because I can have an efficient grow and actually make some money off of this. Right. Uh, then you go to, hey, how did all that translate to get a higher potency at the extractor? And how did all this data translate and tell me when mold starts to occur? It really was an important piece. And yes, it's in full stage development. Well, that is awesome because <laughs> right. well, how why wouldn't we take technology and turn it right. into something wonderful? But he went one more step. Uh. AI has jumped into the space. <laughs> so okay. yeah, so let, let's say so it started with a few apps, right? Then moved up to robots, robotic arms, yeah. and now we got some AI in there. Okay, and then how does that work? AI is managing the perimeters like. Lighting, so inside inside of these grow houses, okay. lighting, nutrients, CO2, O2, HVAC, and more. Yeah. So it's it's managing all that from an artificial intelligence view. So there's there's the ability for them to analyze and then adjust. So this doesn't sound like anywhere near the farming that you did <laughs> when you were growing up, <laughs> right? Nope. Oh, you mean the dinner table intelligence? <laughs> yeah, we, what do you call well, that? DTI. So these farmers so really need to get... So I don't know. Get... Crop looks pretty bad this year. So I think maybe we, when we go out tomorrow morning, we're going to do this. <laughs> Is that what that was how that, you guys would do that? That was dinner table intelligence. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, these farmers really need to be up to part, right? I mean, not that I, I don't want to say this, but you kind of say I'm a farmer and you're thinking of, you know, Joe Schmo. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Not, it's okay. There has always been a division in farming. 
there has always been the small, more boutique farmer. It was like in the in the brewing business, the, biz, the beer brewing business. You had your microbreweries, right? And then you had your you know I, I, yeah, mass your big guys. production. In in the hemp space, they're doing the same thing. Okay. So you have your little your boutique guys that are just doing rock star job, but then you have the larger guys who are innovating all this all these spaces. Okay. Uh, so and we're gonna have a show on the potential for hemp. And it's a good thing that the larger farmers are innovating. Yeah. Because remember, hemp has such an opportunity in our eco and social environment. Well, right. And, and there's two types, right, of hemp That's farmers. Correct. There's That's the correct. industrial hemp farmers that they can just grow it out there. It's paper. Yeah. It's concrete. It's all that. And then this stuff they bring indoors. And then there's your medicinal. Right. That's for human consumption of one, one form or another. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, we're going to shift over to... Chain, supply chain step number two. Okay. Now that is the extractors. So yeah. they are going to take the raw biomass. They're going to bring that into their plant and they're going to push and tug and pull and pressure and heat and pull out something that they can then send to a manufacturer mm -hmm. that can make a final product. Yeah. All right. So with them, again, they're looking for mostly uh, Contaminants. Well, they're, they're looking for production efficiencies. That's probably their biggest. And then remember, they also wanted to make these custom outcomes because certain manufacturers want a custom profile. Right. And then last is, you know, they want safety. They want safety in the end product. They want safety in their plant. It's a very high-tech space right now with chemicals, with combustibility. So it is a space that needs tech right now. Yeah. And it needs innovation, so I was really happy to see. Now, increased concentration has been one of their big responsibilities or their big outcomes. And everybody kind of knows this, but we're going to share it. You and I already knew this. Yeah. You know, back before this industry took hold, back 2010 maybe, you know, THC percentage was at 15%, and we were all happy with that. Oh, on the marijuana side. Yeah, yeah. on the marijuana side, because that's right. the easy one to yes, talk about. Yes, yes. And it has since moved all the way up to 65. I, yeah, it's insane. It's insane, but that is at, as part of this, of the innovativeness of both the grower and the extractor. But the extractor is the one leading this charge. I mean, They're likely telling the grower, hey, here's what you were last time. Tweak this, and let's see what we get next. A little bit more. Right. And... It's great on one end because yep. you have to you don't have to use as much of the product. Of course, of course. So that's a yep. great thing. It's just there should just always be these like gradually move up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't go full force. But yes, I I think it's a good thing that they've manipulated it. it I, I yeah. so many of my customers say, well, it's nothing like it was. Back in the day. Right, right, right. No, it's not. So, um, well, I can tell you that they anticipated to go even higher. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I saw oh, numbers of 85%. Just, wow. just to let you know. <laughs> Hold the, your hats, people. Right? Oh, my God. Now, the current methods, yeah. uh, just as a piece of info, I am not going to go into the whys, but the current methods of extraction include alcohol, butane, CO2, distillation and a combination platter of of any of these to achieve certain outcomes mm -hmm. um terpene isolation has been a big deal yeah now terpene isolation follows two 
reasons. Uh, one, test and flavor. I'm sorry, I'll say that again. Taste and flavor, trying yeah. to read my own writing here. <laughs> so someone would want to isolate terpenes because remember, terpenes provide that both that taste and flavor of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to isolate that to give their, prop, their product its own characteristic. For instance, Blue Dream is a common flavor profile for cannabis. And a lot of cannabis users know that. Well, that had to be created through terpenes. Right. And so now they're getting good at isolating those terpenes and delivering these characteristics to the manufacturer. You know, I think Cannaville has their own version of that. Yes. Now, then uh, we move to benefits to the human. So terpenes also have those benefits, those health benefits, or they assist with sleeping, they assist with pain relief or inflammation or any of these. Uh, And so they're extracting those in an isolated manner. Oh, you want more beta-carophyll? Or beta- Carophyllophyllene? Yeah, (laughs) beta-carophyllene. You want more of that? We'll extract that as an isolated compound for you and then, or isolated element, and then you can do with it as you need. Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, they've also started doing formulations beyond just cannabinoids. It was an interesting. It was an interesting read because they're saying that this the consumers are no longer believing that the entourage effect, which was a study done quite a while ago, uh-huh. is, is is not just a study where you know potheads were just coming coming together, going, "Well, look." that it's very real and it's becoming in demand by the consumers. They want a formulation beyond just the cannabinoid. They want to see multiple cannabinoids in there. They want to see multiple phyto compounds in there like terpenes and nutrients. They do not want to see them isolated anymore. Isn't that interesting? Well, and it's so much more beneficial. I just don't understand why anybody <laughs> right. would want just one thing. Oh, you can do. have all of it. You do. You just don't want to say it out loud because we've said it about a gazillion times. Yeah, Stop well, being afraid. Anyway, <laughs> so here are some other, isola- some other extraction methods that, methods that are coming up. I'm not going to spend too much time on because who knows? It's just science-based. So, hey, yeah. ultrasound assisted extraction. Mm-hmm. Ultrasound basically was trying to remove chemicals to get a cleaner outcome. Uh, extraction tools that enhance yield. So different types of tools that add pressure and heat and solubility. All those tools are also being innovated and that is all designed to increase efficiencies production efficiencies. Okay. Then we have a hybrid of ultrasound and microwave-assisted extractions. Now, they're doing this for both speeding up the extraction process as well as now looking at the opportunity to add additional compounds into the mix. Hmm. So maybe you're pulling something from another plant. Or even worse, maybe there is a man-made compound that's being added to the uh, the end unit, if somebody didn't care that it was not now completely 100% natural. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not like us humans don't go there. We d- and it's <laughs> happening in the CBD world a lot. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and it's interesting. It's going to show up again when we do go to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's already started. Anyway. Um, oh, then there's one hydrodynamic extraction 
process, hydro. And their idea behind the, or their outcome is leaning in the, it increases the bioactivity oh. of the end product. Okay. And then, hey, guess who shows up again? AI. AI. I cheated. I looked at his notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is to automate the extraction process. Here's why they want to automate the extraction process. A, it's all these components that absolutely need to work together for the product to be efficient. Mm -hmm. But there's also danger. There's pressures. There's, there's chemicals. There's these things that are involved. And less human interaction is probably a, a desired outcome for an, extraction, an extracting model. Yeah, I mean, I would think it would be beneficial. Listen, I, know, I get that we need to extract things, bad things, and all that stuff, but the more manipulation, is it, is it better or worse for the, for the outcome of the product? So if you manipulate it so much, is it now just a form of what it... You, you know, I'm thinking about the question because it's extremely good. It's a very good question. Right. And I think only science and transparency has the answer. Yeah. And, tra and transparency probably being the biggest part of that. Yeah. Because just like anything, right? The, yeah. <laughs> that was a burp. It was not. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I think like anything, you know, we know if you overheat yeah. CBD, there's an issue. If you, you know, just the more you mess with it. And that is correct, and science would, would help with that. Yeah. Having a, good, a complete understanding of the controls, but transparency being, yeah, well, well, we just knew that if we added this over here, it wasn't really good for you, but we're not going to tell you. That's right. where I think those two went hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's a great question. It's the human, right? We, it's, we always want to go a yeah. little bit further. Yeah. And a little bit further. Well, because sometimes innovation can lead to... Great things. Great things. But other right. times, it can be a selfish act. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Uh, so AI does what? Yeah. So AI here, it, it just uh, probably, it's a timing thing. Uh, it recognizes the state of the extraction and knows what to do as a result of that. Right. Where instead of a human, you know, might have looked the other way or missed it or was busy on his coffee break or maybe just didn't know. Yeah. AI is supposed to be a little bit more predictable. and. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's all. Yeah. I think that's where that goes. So we've got grow and extraction. All about delivering a better product to the manufacturer is really the big scope here. And it's kind of cool to see where it's going. And I still want to say I bet it's in its infancy. Yeah. One of the things I, I tell my customers is, you know, if you have a good quality CBD product, mm -hmm. it's been tested like five times yeah. before you, it comes to you. It's been tested at the seed, yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's planted, after it's planted, it, it's ready to go to extraction, it gets tested again, then we get it, then we do things with it, and then it gets tested. Yep. So a good CBD product, you know, I, I think there's some warning right now that, or even marijuana product, if you're not getting it from a dispensary, be careful because it has not gone through all those, those steps. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some uh, microbial needs there that well, need yeah, to be identified. You just don't know what you're getting. The, um, the I, I think uh, another interesting fact that I have learned is uh, they have started to seek out the best 
areas on the planet to grow cannabis. Mm. And it was interesting. It was around the Sun Belt, so in the equator, so South America. So it likes heat, uh, warmth. Well, and, it, it, that and environment is a control, more controllable and more desired environment is how they said it. Now, if you're going to ask me what pieces of that, I probably wouldn't answer it very intelligently. Right, yeah. So. Well, I mean, we've seen things like freeze obviously bothers a farmer, no matter what he's growing. Yeah. Right? right, Freeze. um, Fire destroyed so much cannabis in California this last summer. Uh, There's a lot of things. There's, yeah, there's a lot of things. Okay. Well, I, um, all right, I'm going to end on this one so that we can take a break because when we come back, we're going to go to the manufacturer side. And when we go to the manufacturer side, there's a lot of innovation there. You can imagine yeah. uh, the, the manufacturers, uh, there's, there's more of them. There's more need for creative innovation, mm-hmm. which is why I led the uh, show off with uh, CBD tampons. Well, let's get, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we're, so we're going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation of what is new in today's CBD market when it comes to manufacturing. Yes. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show. Here we are today 
talking about what is new in the cannabis space. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot. And we are now on manufacturers. Those drivers, they are all there trying to innovate new products. What new product can I put on the market that people will actually respond to? Or will I throw a couple hundred thousand dollars on the table and lose it all? Right. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of manufacturers are already manufacturing something. So I talked about the coffee, yes, right? So they're be. already making coffee and they're like, hey. Let's try this. Why not? Yeah. Let's give it a shot. The natural American entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in the cannabis space. Yeah, yes. yes. And and there's so many different things you can do with the product. Yep. And you, yeah, it's. Yeah. And even existing products, altering them. And re-entering them back into the market is yeah. a big thing. It's almost equal. Right. Uh, when I see products coming out to the market, they either are a brand new product or they're a repurposed or a re-innovation of an existing, just in a new and a new form or, or new look. And they're just, it's, it again, very fun, very exciting to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then the boring one is, you know, manufacturing uh, pro production efficiencies. This is all the behind-the-scene thing. So, yeah. and, and by the way, it does help the consumer because efficiencies usually lead to a cost reduction. Yeah. Right. So it allows us to produce better or produce more. Quicker. At less cost. Yeah. Yeah. So those, all those efficiencies usually get passed uh, back through to the consumer. Sometimes it takes a while, though, because proficiencies have to get ironed out. Right. And the cost, once I've, once I've identified what a, uh, an efficiency really is, then you have to build a process around it, and you have to get new testing cycles. You have to maybe get approvals. There's this lengthy uh, process of then putting that efficiency in place. And that usually costs a lot of money. And so, that, so, uh, so when, you, when you hear uh, about a manufacturer making a consistency, it's not a, uh, immediately I get a, a discount on my product. It takes a little while. Anyway, I didn't... Go off on a tangent there. <laughs> Manufacturing. Here's one little keep an eye out for this one. I've been in the space for a long time, and I've been a uh, business owner for a long time, so I can see this very easily. Yes. But some might not. And in the true spirit of both entrepreneurism and new markets, this does happen a lot. Yeah. All right. And this is when somebody comes out and says, Brand new product onto the market, innovative, or they use that game changer phrase. Sometimes you really have to look, wait a minute, is that a new product? Or they just put a marketing spin on an existing. Mm, right. Now, it's, that, that is different from them taking an existing product and altering it, modifying it, or adjusting it so that it is more consumer friendly or more beneficial to the consumer. Yeah. I am not talking about that. I'm talking about taking the same old product, just putting a marketing spin on it, yeah. and making you feel like it's, it's it's something new. It's the best thing since peanut butter. So be careful of that. Mm -hmm. um, I think I want to start out with something that's interesting. We'll go there first. Okay. All right, so apparently there is another plant. 
Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were going to say uh, CBD tampon again. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You make me chuckle, but I'm sure you're not far off. Anyway, uh, let's go to there is a recent discovery of another plant that produces enough CBD to become of interest. Oh, okay. All right. Now, it's of interest, and they're right now trying to breed the plant to produce more CBD so that it actually can be uh, a, you know, useful right. Right, for extracting. Now, why did they do this? They did it for only one reason. And again, the consumer continues to be Afraid. freaked out because the marijuana plant is so close. It's a resem it resembles the hemp plant. Yeah. But that's it, by the way. It just resembles it. Nothing yeah, else. and we but, have this conversation a so, lot. Uh, it's probably going to be at least another five years before. Yeah. Well, so I want to share that with you. So it's about two years into studying. Uh, it's called the humulus plant. Uh, it is in South America, and it has a source of CBD in it, but not really an efficient amount yet. Uh, but I, my guess is it's being bred and that it might hit the market soon. And uh, I did want to share my thoughts on why, and it still is because... You know, socially, uh, uh, hemp and marijuana are still somewhat tied in a lot of people's brains. Yeah. Um, let's go to cannabinoids because they're kind of fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So cannabinoids. Always want to remind everybody, cannabinoids, your body makes them. Plants make them. Okay. When, they're bi when your body makes them, called endocannabinoids. When a plant makes them, they're phytocannabinoids. Phytocannabinoids include CBD. You already know these. THC. CBG, CBN, these are all phytocannabinoids that are found commonly in the hemp plant. There are a hundred, over a hundred known cannabinoids in the hemp plant. Yeah. There are only, oh gosh, I'm going to say there's three or four major cannabinoids, of which CBD and CHC are one of them. Uh, and then the rest are called minor cannabinoids, meaning that there's very little of these in the plant. Right. Well... Here are some cannabinoids that have showed up in the recent past. Recent past meaning inside of a year. Yeah. How about Delta-8? Yes. When Delta-8 hit the market, I think the marketing people must have had an orgasm because they just took <laughs> off. <laughs> they did. They did. They you can find a Delta-8 product. Man, that, yeah. that thing went, yeah. All yeah. right. So Delta-8. Delta-8 is... It's in the THC family, that's right? That's correct. It yes. resembles THC. Its molecular structure uh, is one that also hits the receptor, very similar to THC. Uh, it appears to be less potent. Uh, I, I've, I've heard both the studies and I've heard people talk about their experiences with Delta-8 THC, and I tend to believe it. The less potent... But I also think the effect might be a little different. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a little bit of a calmer high than the Delta 9. Okay. Um, it does not, it, it helps a lot with nausea. I've heard also that it does not give you that, I, I don't know how to say this. It doesn't give you the munchies, 
<laughs> so Got you it. know when you're doing a Delta Nine product it, and you're you know and you're sitting there like, well, I'm gonna eat everything in the refrigerator and those, you know, three year old cocoa puffs that oh, have been goodness. sitting in the cabinet sounds <laughs> fabulous right now. Um, it doesn't give you that. Every THC lover right now is getting <laughs> on the internet going, <laughs> right. where the heck do I find my Delta Eight? <laughs> yeah, so it's a little calmer. Uh, um, it does not it does not come in flower form. It is a cannabinoid that's been pulled from the plant. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you can't buy Delta 8 weed or flower right. or whatever right. you want to call it. It has to be added to it, huh? It's, yeah, it all is right. a cannabinoid all by itself. It comes in uh, edibles. It Good. comes in a cartridge. What else? It can be, it, uh, I've seen Delta 8 oils. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yep. All right. Well, that's not the only Delta that is currently hitting the market. There is a Delta 10 hitting the market. And right. I know nothing about the Delta 10. I just found out about this. All right. So Delta 10 uh, also has very limited studies. So it's much newer than the Delta 8. It is part of the THC family. Mm -hmm. it, is it, is, it is considered through animal testing as not as potent as Delta 9. Okay. So amongst these three, Delta-8, Delta-9, Delta-10, Ten. 9 still seems to be the reigning potency. The most psychoactive. Right. That's correct. Okay. All right. Now, Delta-10 is not really out. Uh, it comes in a very small amount in the plant. Uh, so extracting it, studying it, a little bit more challenging than the other two. Mm -hmm. uh, Delta-9 being the most abundant uh, as it is a major cannabinoid. Well, let's try these two. Again, very exciting things. Why? Because very few people know about these right now. There are two cannabinoids that have been discovered, THCP and CBDP. THCP's name is tetrahydrocannabinoidal. <laughs> and CD, uh, CBDP is cannabidiferol. Okay. Cannabidiferol. Now... Why, why is this hitting any news at all? They are suggesting, I'll say this correctly, the, so the ability for a cannabinoid to bind with a receptor, mm -hmm. there is uh, an outcome of that. The better it does, the more benefit you get from that transaction. Right. The, I'll say it again, the cannabinoid's ability to bind to the receptor is what really gives you the outcome. Gotcha. We tend to put a lot of cannabinoids in our body yeah. to try to improve the chances of that happening. Right. Good. Well, apparently, these two cannabinoids have a binding affinity that is 33 times greater than, than the sister molecule THC and CBD. Wow. Did I say that? Can I say that again? <laughs> the binding affinity is studied to be 33 times greater. Wow. So how come we didn't start there? <laughs> <laughs> right. I know it's because it's such a small cannabinoid in the plant. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I think they just recently discovered it because of that. Now, right. where they're saying is it, the, the, it has the, the molecule chain. It's the longer alcohol of that chain that is creating this binding affinity increase. Hmm. I don't have any more to say about that other than keep a lookout for THCP and CBDP. 
And does it does it give you the same benefits? Thirty three times more. Thirty three times more. So now, it's yeah, faster, more. It's yeah, stronger. depending on the receptor, and yeah. I, you know what? I these are all really good questions. I'm not sure that they're ready to answer these yet. That's how new this is. Okay. All right. Well, that's exciting. I thought so, too. I think we've known right all along, even yeah. in the very beginning, that this was, was going to start be, yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, CBD is, is, will be a thing of the past. It you will, think I just think the, it will be. The, I think it will be a general group of cannabinoids that will do everything we're looking for. Okay. That, you know, and the fact that we called it CBD, we, we decided to pick one molecule out of the entire plant and, and, and build an entire industry around it was a little young. Yes. It's going to move to something else. It was very because, immature. It should be yeah, called cannabinoids. Or something, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's one last one, CBG. Most people already know it. That was a recent discovery. It tends to aid in sleep. And that, I just won't spend much time on it. Let's go instead to the fun stuff. Yeah. All right. So we can spend about 10 minutes here on some fun stuff. Yes, that does include the CBD uh, tampon. <laughs> well, that's your research. So <laughs> you're going to have to give us information on that. Oh, I'm holding this to the really very end. <laughs> you know, I think uh, commercial people, I, movies do that. Thing. I don't know why you think this is so funny. I'm thinking this, this might yes, actually have. have potential. Ever I since know. you said it, I'm like, hmm, yes. how many of my customers that I have that come in and go, okay, yeah. how... I've heard that CBD can help with PMS, menstruation cramps, all of those things. Right. So, and I'm, I want to say you have an enormous amount of receptors in that you area. Absolutely do. Okay. Yes. You have a and very glands large and all yeah. those wonderful things. So, yes, yes, yes. I did get that from you, but I am a male. So, of I course, know, you, you know, you just I'm, chuckle along. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh, so, here's a, here's a kind of a short list, and then I'm going to let uh, Kim, who did a little bit more homework than I did. Shampoo, coffee, lip butter, bath bombs, infused beer, CBD makeup, CBD for birds. CBD restaurants, yes, tampons, and CBD probiotics are some of the items I found. Let's move it over to Kim. Kim, what have you found? So I picked three items okay. that I thought are interesting and I might even consider bringing into the store possibly. Interesting. All right. Let's so hear. CBD for hair. Okay. We know that it's, it's great for... Um, it, it, it's full of amino acids. CBD is full of amino acids. It's full of anti-inflammatories. So if you have any scalp condition, itchy, okay. you know, um, eczema, itchy, flaky, dandruff, all those things, we've had. We have a customer that came in and said he wear. He's a coach, and he wears a baseball cap every day, all day, okay. and he uh, he had. In inflamed scalp, like it was red and itchy. Okay. And he added CBD to his daily routine. routine. I, I told him to put it in, in his conditioner yeah. rather than his shampoo. But CBD shampoo and conditioner is is really, it's it's an up-and-coming thing. Yeah. And right. uh, I, I, I think it's probably good. It looks like it's good for hair loss. 
It's good for hair growth. It's good for dry scalp. We'll it's good we'll for dry hair. And there's yep. a shampoo and conditioner that yep. I found. Now there's a few of them that I found. Now be careful because I didn't. I couldn't find any test results um, for those products. So always, as our our customers, I always want to say try and make sure that there is actually CBD in there, yep. and not just uh, a hemp oil which is also a, a lot of people do that and say there's it's CBD and it's not CBD. Yeah, and, and you want to know that because that's, that's, a, that's a test of compliance, a test of quality standards. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah, it's, right. it's, but it's very good. It's cool. very good okay. for your hair. What else you got? So then I went to CBD Coffee. Okay. Okay, that we've had a few people come in and say, hey, you guys should carry our CBD coffee. All right. Um, I'm always one of those people that's skeptical, skeptical when you do mix two things like that because CBD is, a, is calming. And in, in low doses, it can be a little energizing. Mm -hmm. And then we know that coffee is a huge stimulant. Okay. So I, I, I followed this guy and he said he took it for five days and he was, um, he had to really regulate his intake. Okay. So he says, I'm usually a three cup a day kind of coffee guy. He said, I can't do three, three CBD cups. coffees. No way. Day one, uh, he was um, asleep. Okay. <laughs> Unplanned <laughs> afternoon nap. Unplanned afternoon nap. Yeah. So some might find that appealing, though. He had two. And I think fewer cups of coffee might be appealing, too. Cups of coffee, that uh, of CBD mm -hmm. coffee. Day right. two, we only had one CBD coffee and one regular coffee. Okay. Better. Right. Much better. Feeling alert, yet calm, focused, much better. All right. So that's what I'm saying. About five milligrams with caffeine, he says the jitters are kind of gone a little bit. Right. Third day, he did his one cup of regular coffee in the morning. Then he did his CBD coffee, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I looked up. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't need my third cup. Yeah. So, and he also didn't have the jitters. He didn't fall asleep. He didn't have all of those problems. Yeah. So I, it's, it's a journey. You just want to kind of, again, stay aware on day four he tried to go back up to two cbd coffees and he got a headache and drowsiness and right. just well uh, and we'll keep yeah. mind that was that the one person's so, uh, one person's feedback on coffee yeah yeah the other one that i went to and i thought was a well, good let's stay on coffee oh. for a second because oh. i i think the reason i think coffee was a natural uh fit a, a natural combination with cbd i i knew it was going to land in there sooner or later yeah i didn't say it was Good for the consumer. I thought it was. I said it was a natural fit. So keep him, keep that in separate. I don't really have an opinion right now because you know everything I do is more is more uh, condition specific. But with coffee, I thought it would be a natural fit. But where I found that they were struggling was actually getting the CBD into the coffee. Mm -hmm. You can't just pour the oil into a hot cup of coffee because well, it mm -hmm. just doesn't work. And infusing it in the coffee, I hear, was quite a struggle. I want to put a shout out to Joe's Coffee because I think they did, so far, a really good job of they figuring that out. Infused the bean. Yeah, they infused the bean. But I think that's why it's taken so long for it to come out. Well, Dr. Goldstein, who yeah. works you know, uh, with a lot of cannabis-based products, uh -huh. she says um, she's skeptical. 
Okay. She says, especially when it comes to proper dosage and the temperature of coffee. So Which those we know who, will have an impact. Right. She cannabis. says those who want to use CBD for serious medical conditions such as, you know, seizure disorders, inflammation, auto, autoimmune disorders should not take CBD in this manner because you can't figure out your dosing. And it's extremely important, you know, if you're really... She makes a very valid point. ...trying to, you yeah. know treat a condition this now listen if you just feel like you're it's a healthy a wonderful yeah. fun thing and you right. want to try a cbd and a cbd coffee of course okay. try it it's about five dollars a cup okay um they're not as far as i can see they're not frothing it up. it's not starbucks <laughs> coffee where yeah. it's all that um okay. so those are the two things that i thought so dosing and the, we know that CBD doesn't survive in very hot temperatures. So. Well, it's not that it doesn't survive, it alters. Okay. Yeah, so it, it, it can convert to something else. Yeah. And you don't always know if that's a positive or a negative thing, so that's what I did. So you're right, it does, it, it's not about it surviving, it's, it doesn't survive in, it, in its original form. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well said. So now okay. I well, do have a capsule in the store. It's a morning capsule and it's got some caffeine in it. So, but you know your dose of CBD you're getting, right? You're getting the capsule. So it's a different form of a good, of a coffee. Got it's, it. it's, yeah. yeah. Well, um, what else did you find? I think uh, melatonin with CBD for sleep. I don't know. I tried it. Now I'm one of those people that gets nightmares from melatonin. Mm. The manufacturer assured me that the CBD would calm the the nightmares. That did not happen, so okay. I don't right. I don't carry those in my store. I, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not com confident that that's a good idea. But again, if you melatonin doesn't bother you, then maybe CBD is a great thing to add to it. Toothpaste, CBD okay. toothpaste. Um, I think this is a. I, I actually think this is a good idea. It says they. This toothpaste company actually put a study on their website, okay. which I thought was intelligent. And in that study, cannabinoids reduce bacterial content of, uh, of dental plaques. All right. So that's really good if you have like gingivitis and you, or you have an over, am uh, over amount of bacteria in okay. your mouth, which okay. we all do. Brushing your teeth with CBD toothpaste might be something you want to look into. Very good, very good. Yeah. We will continue to report on any of these uh, items that she had shared and what we have on this list. We know it, we know infused beer has already made it into the news quite a bit. Yeah, uh, so, I don't think that's. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll share bath bombs. I think has uh, has also had some good outcome. Those are wonderful. I will say yes, yes, and yes on those. The uh, CBD restaurants, interesting. I love it. I love it. The CBD for birds, interesting. Sure, uh, they have an endocannabinoid system, don't all, they? All mammalians have an endocannabinoid system. All mammalians, though, are, are the different uh, versions of mammals may have a a need to to deal with different cannabinoids differently. So they all have an endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. But one might react a little differently to THC than another. One might react a little differently to CBN or CBG or CBD than the other. That's that's the variations right. that everybody's looking for. Yeah. All right. So I know that we have to wrap this show up. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Kimberly and our team for putting together some awesome facts about this darn show. That was crazy good. Yes. 
Uh, I know on our next show, we're going to be talking about what's new in cannabis. And I know it sounds the same as this show, but it's not because this one's going to be a little 420 friendly. Oh, yeah. 420 is right? coming up. Uh, that's Yay. right. So that's what we're going to do on our next show. So I want to say that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kemp. And this is Ed. And this is Kim. Helping you with the future of health and medicine using cannabinoids. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.